Hello listeners, Angus here. Sushi Jackknife will begin in a moment. First, a promo for our friend Jeff's show, The Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Jeff could seriously kick your ass. I live in fear of his deadly venoms. Have you ever watched Kung Fu? I love Kung Fu. If you love Kung Fu, join me on the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss, debate, and dissect Kung Fu and martial arts movies past, present, and future. Available now on iTunes and Google Play Music. You can find me on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Kung Fu Drive-In, the Facebook page Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast, or our blog KungFuDrive-In.com. Just remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. I know Kung Fu. In your wildest fantasy, you step outside of time, sit down, and just watch some rocks. You are so argumentative tonight. (laughs) The world was created by a giant bumblebee. Like, the youngest religions are the weirdest sounding religions. Oh, the noises are recording. Are there sound waves? Yeah. Yeah. Is the uh, the thing that shows how much time has elapsed? Is it is it moving? It's moving. Yeah. The seconds are adding up. Forward. It's it's yes. moving forward. It is moving forward. You know what's crazy to me? Time. Yeah, time, the, bro. The general concept of time. <laughs> yes. Time. Time is amazing, bro. <laughs> and the fact that, like, there may be a fourth dimension where people can move. Not people, obviously, but some sort of 4D beings can move through time. That doesn't sound right. You don't think that, you don't think that could be? No. You don't think that's possible? No. Well, in That's some, nonsense. Nonsense? That's nonsense. In some of the math, they're saying there could be up to 11 dimensions. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that's nonsense. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I believe what you're saying. I don't. I don't know that I think it is nonsense. I think it could be possible. What what mathematician said this? Um, like I can't remember his name right now. Gates, maybe he's a big string theory guy. String theory. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> because you know so much about string theory. <laughs> I'm just saying, people are trying to make things overcomplicated. <laughs> The quest for knowledge. Yeah. Not important. Yeah. No. Simple. Really, honestly, when it comes down to it, if we figured out string theory was correct, Mm -hmm. how would that change anyone's life? I don't know. Aside from the scientist who figured out string theory was correct. Who would become very famous and probably get a Nobel Prize or something. How would it change? I I just think it would probably change our conception of life. All, all it would do is make people go, oh yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I heard that on a TED Talk. Anyway. <laughs> have there... you played this Pokemon Go? <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. Oh, that's something I do want to get to today. Right. Um, before we before we go there, welcome to Sushi Jackknife. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Welcome back. Kudos on not having anything better to do than listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats! You've done well for yourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You should be, you should feel proud. You probably should sit down and look at your life decisions 
just a long, hard look mm-hmm. and figure out how you got here. Maybe do some, uh, maybe do some vision questing. Then find one of those dimensions where you can travel about through time <laughs> and go back and fix it. <laughs> and all of this will have never, ever happened. That does seem nice. Mm-hmm. The idea that maybe, maybe just never happened. That'd be okay. I'd be okay with that. If nothing ever happened? Not nothing, but like a do-over, you know? Wow, you want to redo your life? No, I want to Oh, re- I'm so telling your wife? No, <laughs> not my life. Uh-huh. Not my life. Just, uh, just the Her whole... Her life? No, <laughs> obviously. No, the whole thing. Everything. Just Time. a do-over. Time. Yeah. Roll it back. And okay, but in this in this scenario, I get to be outside of time. Okay, mm-hmm. I graduate to the fourth dimension, so R- to speak. Right, and I can I I have, and it doesn't just have to be me. There could be a group of people, like a being John Malkovich sized group of people, who are going to take this journey with me. Mm-hmm. Right, who we have the memory of things as they were. Well, of course, yeah, yeah. but we're the only ones. Uh huh. And so we we become timeless and we get to watch the whole thing happen again and see how similar it is or how different or whatever. Compare contrast. But then you're not, uh, you're just wanting to watch time happen. You're not, yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not redoing things necessarily. Like you're not changing well, anything. Not actively. Right. You just kind of, you just, undoing, I guess, is probably the you're, way to In say your that. wildest fantasy you just came up with here, mm-hmm. you are a bystander who watches other people do things. Yeah. For eternity. I'm the watcher. That is, <laughs> that is your wildest <laughs> fantasy. This is my wild it's just one of my wild come on, to be fair, it's one of one of my wild fantasies. I have a lot of wild fantasies. If I could do anything, yeah. I'd just go back in time and just like <laughs> Hang out. Well, Just sit there and watch it, man. Watch it spin, baby. Well, okay. One, wild fantasy. <clears throat> Flying. Like like a bird. Except without even having to move like my arms or anything. I can just fly. So like You're Superman. not even willing to move your arms? No, I want to fly like Superman, just like effortlessly. You know? Sounds like you're a lazy flyer. Mm-hmm. Not the only one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Not pointing fingers. In the pantheon of superheroes who can fly, I don't know how much you know about this, but who who do you think has the dumbest flight power? Uh, Superman, but that's because that's the only one I know who flies. Great. <laughs> so Superman just kind of flies, right? Yeah. I think at one point they really explained it, but I don't remember. There's, um, well, Wonder Woman has an invisible plane, or at least she did for a period of time. Well, that doesn't count, though. That's a vehicle. Yeah, but you never, like, <laughs> so she's just, like, seated, yeah. moving through the air, and yeah, you can't a... see the plane around her. I mean, I could have one of those. <laughs> Invisible plane. Yeah. Um, Thor, switching universes, Thor actually, like, swings his hammer around and, like, kind of throws it but holds on to the end. And so every time he flies, what's really happening is he's being pulled through the air by the hammer. Does that make sense? Wait, he catapults himself? Basically, yeah. He, well, that's like, not, that's he, not flying. Exactly. It's kind of just that's like... That's flinging. Yeah, he's, he flings. He's being flung. He flings himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hulk doesn't really fly. He just, like, takes massive jumps. So no one else flies? No, there's lots of people that fly. Um, 
Have you ever seen Namor, the guy with the with the that goes under the sea? He's like the Aquaman. Oh, Aquaman. Uh, well, not Aquaman. The Aquaman of like the Marvel world. Right, Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> well, he has little like wings on his ankles that somehow propel him through the air. It looks really strange. He. Kinda why like is Aquaman flying? I don't know. He's not Aquaman. He's Namor. In the ocean. Yeah. But he can get out of the water. Are you fly. sure he's flying and he's not just, like, swimming? No, he's flying. Uh, he's in the medium of air, not the medium of water. When he's underwater, he swims. Are you sure that you're not just misinterpreting <laughs> what the artist was drawing? Uh, no. No, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Green Lantern, I guess, flies by, like, force of will, because that's how he does everything. With the ring. The ring is, the green ring is powered by will. Who's will? Uh, he's this guy. So just a random guy. If you ever kill Will, then all the Green right, Lantern stuff. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's how that works. So yeah, I don't know which of those. T- just out of those options I just gave you, which one is the least viable to you? And don't say Superman again. Well, I mean, Superman's the only one that's actually flying. This is kind of true. Everybody. So else- yeah, he's the least viable. Oh, okay. Okay. The winged shoes is the most viable. Ah, they're not even shoes. They're like on his body. They're part of his body. Oh, well, that's stupid. (laughs) Comic books are dumb. (laughs) (laughs) No one has ankle wings. But I say all that to say like that, you know, that's one, one fantasy is to be able to fly. Another fantasy is to be able to step out of time and watch it all happen again. Just sit there. Well, yeah. Just like get a lazy boy. No. Start at the Garden of Eden. Just hang out. To be fair, it'd be a fourth dimensional lazy boy. And the Garden of Eden never really happened. It's just Oh, <laughs> I think you'd find out differently. <laughs> Maybe I would. I it, guess I would. It would be right there <laughs> after those first six days. So okay, in that in that frame, mm-hmm. if we frame it that way through that mythology, yeah. um I it would be a much faster track to get to back to like 2016 well maybe right no it would be because you know the other way is it took billions of years for there even to be rocks you know what i mean do you have the option to fast forward sure i guess i do i i'm at this point because i'm gonna be honest i don't think you would sit there through the uh rocks are forming on the earth phase you don't think so you think i would do that you would sit there and watch rocks form for billions of years? <laughs> no, I wouldn't In your do that. wildest fantasy, no, no. you step outside of time, <laughs> sit down, and just watch some rocks. I mean, but to me, right, maybe mm-hmm. maybe since I'm in the fourth D, um, billion years is not anything near what a billion years would be to you, you know? Because you can fast forward because, well, yeah, I guess. with your remote. Or it's just a different, it's perceptually different. Yeah, it's like Adam Sandler's click. Classic. It sounds like you're just wanting to see a time lapse of history, not mm. actual history. What I really want to see, I want to get to the 20th, where I kind of know some history, and see what happens. Like, see if there's another, you know, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. if there's another Hitler, if there's another you should just, World War II scenario. You should just watch the History Channel. I have, you know, I watched... Get that uh, out of your system. Yeah, I watched World War II in color. That was pretty cool. You see that? No, I have no idea what that is. Well, it's basically I mean, I just, know what World War II is, and I know what color is. Yeah. 
And I assume it happened in color. <laughs> when it happened. Right. Right. The world was not black and white prior to the 60s. Well, <laughs> I mean, I've seen Leave it to Beaver. Mm. That says otherwise. So, no, they did this whole series for, I don't know if it was for History Channel or what it was, but it's on Netflix now. But basically, it's just a bunch of footage from battles and stuff and, you know, war footage. And uh, they went back in and colored it all. Why? Uh, it's just interesting. Like, you see, I don't know, it kind of adds a layer of, it's just another way of seeing it, you know? I don't I don't like when people go back and they colorize black and white mm. things for several reasons. Okay. The main one being, it's never right. Mm-hmm. The color is never realistic. Mm-hmm. Everyone's face is a weird, bizarre almost non-human color when mm. they do this. Yeah, like a peach. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. I remember, it was like two years ago, CBS's big thing was they went back and colorized two episodes of I Love Lucy. Really? And her hair was not like red hair, mm-hmm. but like red hair. Oh, really bright. Like an unnatural, like even if you dyed hair, you would have a hard time getting it to be this color of red. Right. Red hair. <laughs> completely artificial yeah yeah like if you're gonna do it make it realistic people yeah well this was actually this was pretty realistic and and you're watching it the only thing i noticed while i was watching it is at a certain point they you could tell they kind of cheated on like uniforms because you know everyone in the navy has the exact same shade Mm -hmm. of blue on you know what i'm saying and that wouldn't really happen there'd be some more variants than that it was interesting I i don't really want to watch war footage well, I mean... It's pretty morbid. It was. I mean, parts of it were. You didn't see a whole lot of, like, horrific stuff. Yeah, but, but you know what's happening. You do. You do. Like, there's not a point where you're watching that going, I bet they're going to go get some ice cream after this. <laughs> the Nazis are going to sit down yeah. with the French and mm-hmm. say, let's have a crepe. Um, um, I, can you imagine being in war? I really can't. No, and I'm not going to try to. Well, neither, well oh, you mean try to imagine it? No. Okay. Why would I? I don't know. Just a, just a, just it's a thought. It's morbid. I guess it is. As a person who thinks war is stupid, I, I don't... I, it's not a thing that's in any sort of fantasy of mine. Uh, not a fantasy. I'm just... Well, I mean, if you're imagining it, it's fantasizing. But not not for the purpose of pleasure i guess well, it doesn't have to be pleasurable fantasy <gasps> you are so argumentative tonight <laughs> um i just it's ugh well, no it's i was just thinking about bad. Like, when I, as i'm watching it you know i mean my granddad was on a, a battleship right and his job on the battleship was to uh essentially load one of the big guns on the deck and, uh, you know, he would just like, the, you know, they'd shoot, the shell would pop out, and he'd put another one in. Mm-hmm. That was his main job, like when there was a battle. Otherwise, it was like, you know, painting, cleaning, all See, that, that stuff. Immediately, mm-hmm. I'm already thinking of the morbid stuff there. Such as? Well, he's his main job is loading things into a gun. Right. right. If you are the other side, you're aiming for guns yes. if you're trying to take things out. Right. Meaning he was always in danger of being blown up and killed. Absolutely. This is why I don't do war. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, like, I, I'm just trying to imagine that level of, I mean, I, I can't, I I would be so completely terrified. I don't, you know. I, I don't, um, I don't even like war movies. Okay. 
I didn't know this it's, about you. Yeah, it's just duh. Like, have you ever seen like I don't know, Apocalypse Now or I've never seen Apocalypse Now. Okay. I've I watched Saving Private Ryan. Didn't really like it. Saving Private Ryan is really graphic compared to like a lot it. of them. Yeah. Um, it and it's it's not like a completely visceral reaction to yeah. war. It's just a I sit there the whole time going, "Well, this is stupid." Mm-hmm. Nah. Yeah. I I can't watch anything about like the Vietnam War mm-hmm. or the Korean War mm-hmm. because. I just go, no, no, that needed to happen. Well, that's true. <laughs> it was all, yeah. Why are we yeah. doing it? Yeah. I really like, well, Full Metal Jacket is good. I like Apocalypse Now a lot. The Platoon is good. Yeah, but you also like action movies. I do like action I movies, yeah. And I, I never, I never watch action movies. You're not, really? I didn't know that never. about you. Never. You're not an action movie guy. No, they're boring. Well, they're predictable, usually. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, uh, there's always a car chase. Uh, yeah, yeah, usually. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, I don't really mind. I guess, come to think of it, I guess I don't mind movies sometimes that have sort of a sort of a formula. You know what I'm saying? Those well, might not be my favorite movies. I don't. I'm not necessarily opposed to a formula. Okay, but and I I can tell you for a fact. Yeah, this is where you will veer off of my line of thinking here. <laughs> okay, I want to watch a movie that I feel like is relatable to my normal, average, everyday life. Ah, uh, yes. Because I don't, I don't want to watch something and go. Oh, well, that would be great if all of this could ever happen. I don't, that's boring to me. Oh. I want an actual like human experience. Interesting. It's why I don't really like sci-fi movies that much. Right. Or, it's not. It's, a, it's not really. You like sci-fi books though? Eh, not really. Not really. Okay. Not. I mean, not as a rule. Okay. Okay. And don't you dare try to tell me Kurt Vonnegut is sci-fi because oh. I will have this argument all day long again. well i haven't read enough kurt vonnegut to, to even... everyone that hasn't read um slaughterhouse five yeah tries to tell me it's sci-fi okay which it's not what would you call it it's more fantasy okay because it's oddly enough it is like the the exception to everything i've just said because it involves a story about war and jumping through time. That's so. true. Yeah, it does actually. It kind yeah. of it kind yeah. of combines both themes. Mm-hmm. It's that the one thing yeah. that yeah steps outside. If of If you it. don't know anything about Slaughterhouse Five, I mean, I, I saw the movie. I haven't read the book. There's a movie. There how, is a movie. It's how very did they weird. turn that into a movie? It's very weird. It's very weird. Um, I, I have it. You I'm not see going it. to watch that. You're not see it? Oh, okay. there's no. It'll ruin it. It'll make okay. me very. It's unhappy. very weird. Um, my basic understanding is this guy is in uh, World War One, two. I think it's two. Two. It's kind of Billy it's, Pilgrim. It's, yeah, Billy Pilgrim, and he comes he, unstuck in time. Right. And it so, says that very early in the book. Okay. Okay. Like the first. He sentence. comes unstuck. That's Billy the Pilgrim language. has come unstuck in time. Okay. Okay. And so, doesn't he have, like, sort of a apartment? <laughs> I mean, like, it seems like, it, in the movie, at least, they painted it as, like, he had a little spot he could go to. You know what I mean? Where he's sort of, again, observing everything. 
No. How does it go in the book? How I mean, it, it just bounces all Back and around. forth? Yeah. Okay, okay. This that, is probably where the movie falls see, apart. See, I was wondering mm-hmm. how they tried to do this, because there's no way... It's not an... It's a, an incredibly nonlinear timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I didn't understand how you would make a movie out of it. It turns out unsuccessfully. <laughs> That's what I, it I sounds be, like. I may be remembering it wrong, but I do remember him. Like you're following his life in normal time, mm-hmm. and then it's cut between him being out of time. Right? Is that sort of how the book is structured? Well, let, let me explain okay. the concept of okay. the book. Billy Pilgrim, and this is another thing that ties into things I don't really like. This is where everyone thinks it's sci-fi. Okay. Uh, is abducted by aliens. Okay. However, what they show him is that time isn't a linear thing. Okay. So, you can just bounce around throughout time. So, the book is written like that. Okay. So, it's like, Billy Pilgrim is at war. Billy Pilgrim is at home married. Right. Billy Pilgrim's an old man. Billy Pilgrim's back at war. Uh, it, it's just all around. Right. Okay. That's why I don't think you could make a good movie out of it. Because it would be super hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. no way. Right. Well, and so, um, which is true, by the way, from what I understand, that time really isn't linear. We conceive of it as linear, but it really isn't linear. This is what I've this is what I've heard some very intelligent people say, not me. This is not me saying this. You know what I'm saying? This is this sure. is this is me cribbing from a lot of smart people. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Why fine. not? Okay. <laughs> I mean, again, to your point, it doesn't doesn't really matter yeah. because we're not gonna suddenly, you know, have a um it, have a moment where we can see it all that way. If if it isn't linear but we perceive it as linear. Mm-hmm. Who cares? <laughs> it's I've I've had this argument with people too about the whole uh, creationist versus Big Bang yeah. debate, right? Really, when it gets down to it, does it matter? I think I it, don't. I think it matters because those uh, those how it, it well because. Are we going to create another universe? No. <laughs> using the knowledge we have? No. no. Well, who knows? Given enough time, we might do anything. Um, but, uh, no, I think it matters because it, you know, if you didn't have a creationist story, I mean, just think about how that, I mean, cultures have formed around those ideas, you know yeah. what I mean? It reverberates out through everything but we it do. But doesn't, it doesn't you know? matter because... What does matter? For that? For anything. What matters? I mean, the present, current situation matters. Okay. And future repercussions. And you don't think that, you know, the the stories we tell and the way that we perceive of the world has any impact on the present situation or the future? Not that. Really? (laughs) Really? If I was convinced yeah. that the world was created mm-hmm. by a giant bumblebee. Okay. How would that change anything I did in life? Really? I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm You would probably revere bumblebees a lot more than you okay. do right now. Does that really affect anybody? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it does. Does I don't it? Know. Does it though? I mean, <laughs> here here's the thing. 
<laughs> it doesn't matter whether you believe the earth is created by God uh-huh. or whether there's a big bang. You know what? Even if every Christian died mm-hmm. and the creation story went away, mm-hmm. there'd be another creation story. Well, yeah. That happens sure. constantly. We do that. It doesn't matter. Right. They're, and they're not equal arguments. One is a science-based argument, mm-hmm. and one is a faith-based argument. Oh, I'm not interested in having that debate at all. Like, that debate, I've, I've tied that debate up in a little knot and I'm, put it in a drawer. I'm just saying, proving either one of them mm. isn't going to convince the other one no, no. that they're wrong, so it doesn't matter. Right, okay. That, it's th- irrelevant. I don't think it. I don't think it doesn't matter at all in the larger sense. But, oh, it doesn't. But having, well, I, I get what you're saying in the sense of, like, Having that debate between people on the extremes, I'm, I'm just there's saying, no point in that. Let, let's look at um, E equals MC square. Okay, how has that changed your life? I mean, directly. It well, I mean, it does <laughs> not in the larger sense. Directly. Do you mean like what the food I eat, the money I have in my pocket, what I anything do, directly? daily in your life i have moments where i think about things like that and it gives me a larger perspective that's not that's not changing things sure it is look if there was nothing i mean what (laughs) i don't really see your point because i mean you're kind of saying that like all of uh, that all scientific advancement all i don't know i don't know if you're extrapolating this to art or anything you're kind of saying like here's okay okay you're kind of saying that any scientific advancement doesn't have any impact on my life, but that's not true. No, I'm you saying know? that um, trying to prove things like string theory mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. is not going to really have a direct impact on anything. Unless you just – unless you can – it can break your mind open thinking about it. You know what I mean? It can it can give you a sense of possibility, mm-hmm. a sense of mystery that you didn't have before. Well, which, no, it won't. It'll take away a sense of mystery. No, not necessarily. Because then you, then you can. <laughs> the ask, more answers you have, the well, less mystery this there is, is. Well, but no, that's this is the way science works. You know this. The more the, every time you figure out the answer to a question, it just raises a bunch more questions. That's yeah. why that's why we keep exploring. That's why we keep doing things. But it doesn't. It it just doesn't affect. Your day daily life. It does if I if I if I if I if I bring it into my daily life. If okay. I think about it, but every it does you affect. can say that about everything. Well, sure you can. Yeah. Okay. But you know, if but, but if you can <laughs> look, if you can, I'm saying the gen, general survival of you uh, is not <clears throat> affected by this survival. Yeah. In the strictest like evolutionary way, survival, like me passing out my genes survival no in okay. like the you being alive, alive. <laughs> well no but not much does and that's not the good stuff in life man that the good stuff that's in life the is important the, things in life though i don't know the bigger i mean there's a lot of big stuff you know so you you are saying here you would rather get rid of the survival things if no you can have the thought that string theory might possibly be a thing. I, I don't think it's an either or. I just don't think it's an either or question. Well, you I'm, know? but it's not an either or. It's a one of them is more important than the other. Uh, sure, it just depends yeah. on how you define importance. You know, if 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 we're t- if we are talking about survival, then yes. Yeah. But you know, assuming that I continue to survive, 
<laughs> right. These are the things, thinking about things like this, these are the things that make life worth living. You know what I mean? Thinking about string theory? Yeah. Thinking about the idea that there might be fucking 11 dimensions that I can't even conceive of. See, I never you know I mean? once in a day think about that. Well. I've never, I never <laughs> contemplate dimensions. I, I yeah. don't, I don't listen to people discuss dimensions on podcasts or mm-hmm. tv i i don't i just don't care okay i'm in this dimension <laughs> i'm here i'm not there that's the difference between you and i, I it guess. doesn't matter yeah i guess we're just different in that way man because i do i do think about stuff like that but I think you're about- here be in your present situation. Don't be in some well, other situation. Well, and you can do that. There, are, I, I wouldn't argue that point. I mean, I think I think it's very important to be in the present moment, you know, and and try to do that a lot of the times. But you know, you can be in the present moment, and you can also go have these flight. You know, you can have these flights of fancy. You know what I mean? This is what we do as a species. We make things. We think about things. We come yeah. up with stuff. You know, yeah. we make we make stuff that wasn't there before. You know. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we do. It's in our nature. But, I mean, some of it's kind of unnecessary. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Um, I mean, okay. All right. I do agree with your point about uh, stories and creation stories. Yeah. We've we've always done that. Yeah, it you doesn't I mean? matter. It, it, go, keep going farther and farther back, and there's always a great... I mean, give... Uh, I'll say that as an example... Scientology sounds completely insane right mm-hmm. now. Give it 200 years, I bet you it'll be, if it's still around, I bet you it'll be a lot more widely accepted than it is right now. No, you know what I mean? <laughs> so do I, but oh, this is just the case. Not. You know what I'm saying? Like, the youngest religions are the weirdest sounding religions. I, uh, you know? The older things get, the more it's kind of like, okay, well, that's survived. Can you imagine having to listen to a person just regularly... <laughs> tell you a sci-fi story <laughs> as if it was a fact <laughs> to you that I, I think for you that sounds like hell it, it's the single worst yeah. thing i can yeah. imagine yeah it's well uh, i mean it depends on how you define it because a lot of people are walking around talking about a lot of things that you might as well call a sci-fi story you know what i mean right you know well and i i don't like that yeah and i definitely don't like one that is actually literally a sci-fi story (laughs) it is from a book that would be placed in the fiction section absolutely (laughs) you know what the greatest thing is about um l ron hubbard it's so funny you go to mckay's right Mm -hmm. for those of you that don't know mckay's is a big used books and cds and records place and dvds whatever so you walk around and and uh you're looking at novels and everything's like you know, seven, eight bucks generally, you know, maybe 10, 12. It's a hardcover or something. You get to sci-fi and you pick up an L. Ron Hubbard book and they're literally like two cents. (laughs) Well, that's, I'm sure that's most sci-fi books. No, no, no. Really? Because sci-fi is like the pulp. Yeah, but but his are, his are on the low rung of the ladder for sure, at least in the case. So, I mean, if we were making a ladder of literature, yeah, sci-fi is towards the bottom of the ladder of oh, literature. We can't have this conversation. No, it, as as far as being respected, <laughs> oh, by everyone. it's way down at sure, the bottom. Sure, people like, would look at it. Well, any genre. I mean, it's right? even below like Doctor Seuss on the ladder. <laughs> More people 
will say Dr. Seuss is great, uh-huh. then we'll rave about a sci-fi book. I don't know. I don't know. This is, this is a hard conversation for me to have. I know you don't like it, but it's a yeah. fact. More people like okay. Dr. Seuss than sci-fi. Oh, more people like it. That's sure. what I'm saying. They'll okay. rave about Dr. Seuss. Okay. I'm not saying Dr. Seuss is better than sci-fi. Okay. Okay. Dr. Seuss is better than a lot of things, let's be honest. <laughs> but it's on the bottom rung. Yeah. Or at least one of the bottom few rungs. And fantasy it, is it's below It's second that. bottom. It's second to bottom. And then fantasy's at the bottom? Okay. <laughs> No, I'm going to put fantasy just above it. Because of uh, Game because of Thrones. Because Game of Thrones. Yeah. It ruined everything. Right. <laughs> uh, romance novels are at the bottom. Yeah. So it's okay. romance novels, okay. bottom rung. Okay. Sci-fi second to the okay. bottom. Fantasy third. The mystery. You also got The the Hobbit for fantasy. That's so that true. helps That's a out. big one. Yeah, that's a big one. Okay, so second to the bottom rung. Mm-hmm. And then L. Ron Hubbard, mm-hmm. you're saying... Is the bottom rung yeah. of the second to the bottom rung? He's the runglet, <laughs> right? I mean, he might he might have his own special rung that's below the romance novel because it's the cheapest thing in the store. Oh man, you, you can buy you can literally buy an out of date calendar that costs more than an L. Ron Hubbard novel at McKay's. <laughs> the fact that sci-fi books aren't cheap there really surprises me because everywhere you go when they have like the bargain bins out yeah. front, yeah. It's like 90 percent romance novels, mm-hmm. and then ten percent sci-fi and fantasy, and then like right. one Bill O'Reilly book, <laughs> just one Bill O'Reilly yep. book on top, yep. killing Hitler or Whatever. Abe Lincoln or whoever is killing this killing. book. Yeah, and- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, it's true though. It's true. I mean, yeah, they do have a lot of the like the fantasy books you think about where literally the cover is like a bare chested guy with a sword mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then like a dragon and then like a princess, you know, yeah. and then like a warlock, you know, those are like four or five bucks. Right. You know, and his books are literally pennies. You know, <sighs> you could go buy, you could buy the whole L Ron Hubbard collection at McKay's for a dollar. <laughs> Paperback. But no one hates themselves Paperback. that much. So. Uh, yeah, probably. Probably. I mean, the guy famously did not do um, a second draft. Yeah. You know, he just wrote and... Um, <clears throat> well, he, if if what I have heard is correct, even at the time, mm-hmm. like his peers were like, no. Yes, that's true. This is... That's true. This is just bad. It's just garbage. <laughs> it's just not good. Like, what are you doing? You're not even trying. I mean, we know we're not respected, <laughs> but like, he's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. He's just not even putting in the effort. You yeah. Know? Like, he's just pumping out stuff. Mm. And and but it, was, it must have been a crazy time. It's it got to be. It's it's. I have to think that it's so much harder to get published now than it was then. You know what I mean? Because there were all these magazines and stuff that were just looking for stories. I, all I doubt the time. it is. You don't think so? Yeah, because um, internet. True. That's true. That's true. You got you got a lot more options. Yeah. I mean, you can self-publish and all getting that too. getting published by something reputable. Yes. Maybe more challenging. I don't know. That's, yeah. There's also probably a lot more people writing and and submitting now, I would think. Yeah. You know, there's just a higher proportion of... Well, that's because that generation was focused on doing productive things. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hours, not so much. Not so much. Yeah. Thus, 
podcasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this is this is as far from like productive fifties activities as you can get. Pretty well, yeah. In the fifties, none of this. I mean, if this technology was available, right. of course, sure, none of this would be happening because we'd be out, you know, fixing our car mm-hmm. or you know, reading a newspaper while we smoke a pipe and complain about the coloreds. <laughs> That's what you did in the 50s. Yeah, not now. Right. right. I don't think not it's now. right, but if I was in the 50s, I mean, who knows? You might who feel knows? differently. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> You're not going to go out on the limb and say that you would be right. uh, I would an enlightened like, person. I would like to believe that if I lived in the 50s, I would be an enlightened person. Yeah. But I think we all would like to believe that. Sure. And... And let's be honest, nine out of ten people, <laughs> if they actually lived in the 50s, were going to be racist. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, and the one person who's not racist is just, like, barely not racist. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just like, no, they can totally use my water fountain and bathroom. I don't even care. But they don't, like, hang out. Right. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, no, let them do whatever. I, hey, okay, you, you've used the bathroom, yeah. you've drank from the fountain. Your time is your time is done now. Goodbye. <laughs> Obviously, you can't be here when my friends come over. <laughs> you you seem like a a, a swell guy. Uh, in like twenty years, maybe we'll catch up. <laughs> and in the interim, I'm gonna go a mustache. <laughs> I want. I always wonder if. Because you see, people do it now. Mm-hmm. The people who go out of their way to not be racist. Mm-hmm. I wonder if in the 50s there were just white guys walking around, just like walking up to to black people going, hey, so that jazz, like, that's pretty cool, right? <laughs> I, I'm really down. I'm re- I really enjoy that jazz music. Well, there definitely were people like that. I mean, you see them, like... In the in the films of jazz concerts, there's yeah. always like one or two, you know, very out of place white dudes. I I just the other day I bought a Charlie Parker album, so uh, I I like the jazz. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'll have some more, please. I I've spoken to several people like you today. <laughs> Hi, could I have could I have a little taste of that jazz cigarette? <laughs> mm. I um. I imagine that even in the 50s, the black people hated those people. Oh, you have to think they did. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's great that they're being nice to us, but... Uh, Step off. <laughs> leave, leave, leave me alone. <laughs> no, you have to think they did. I mean, you know, there was probably a derogatory term for it, too, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, they would probably start citing... Uh, when they were talking about jazz, mm-hmm. telling them all about the clarinet jazz that they love. <laughs> yes. That Benny Goodman mm. gets me every time. He, he's got soul in there, doesn't he? He does. Mm-hmm. There's, soul, there's soul in that <laughs> horn. You know, one of the whitest white people who uh, operated in the world of jazz uh, is this guy Rudy Van Gelder. He's an engineer. He, um, from the, gosh, probably from the mid to late 50s, through the 70s was like the most sought after engineer for jazz. Hmm. He started out in his parents' uh, house. They converted a room into a studio. And he ended up recording, I mean, everybody, Miles Davis, John Coltrane, right. everybody. Um, and so 
he starts in his, his folks house and later on he gets his own studio and it just continues. But if you see the guy, he was an optometrist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Before he was doing jazz records. And that's what you want out of uh, your, right. <laughs> out of your <laughs> musical experts. And he's the nerdiest, yeah. like mealiest looking dude, you know, <laughs> just such a little putz, you know, but you know, recorded all this great jazz. I mean, yeah. Art Blakey, the jazz messenger, he did stuff for Blue Note, Verve, all the, all the labels, prestige, all those people. So yeah, he was one of those characters. And then you have like your, your uh, like your Stan Getzes and people like that, your Dave Brubecks. Right. You know, all those guys. Your dog is uh sniffing. She's sniffing you? Sniffing my crotch. She, oh. She's investigating She's your junk. Getting right in there. <laughs> Fine, how do you do right there? Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Mm. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah. That song got stuck in my head today. Why? I don't know. I haven't even heard it recently. I mean, I I'm actively, sure you have. No, I actively try to avoid hearing that song. I I'm sure though in passing because they're back. Oh, that's true. They are back. I'm sure you've heard it somewhere. Maybe it has come on, and I just it was, didn't notice. What radio stations do you listen to? Mostly, I listen to NPR. That's not good. Yeah, they're not going to play that song, probably. And then I listen. I do listen to Jack sometimes. That I'm. I'm sure in a commercial. Yeah. On there, because they just played a concert in town recently. Oh, they they did. Yeah. Interesting. You oh. heard an ad. Hey, how was Louis C.K.? Good. You saw Louis C.K. on Thursday. Right? Yeah, he was funny. At Bridgestone, yeah, which is like the biggest venue in town, yeah. besides the football field. Mm-hmm. What did you do? Like three nights, two nights, one. Oh, just one night? Somebody yeah. was saying he did multi-nights. No, okay. he, I mean, he didn't even sell it out. Really? For one night. Really? Well, I mean, it's I mean, it's like I mean, 12,000 seats. Yeah, but it's Louis <laughs> C.K., though, you know? Like, come on. It's, I guess that matters to me more than most people. It's 12,000 seats. Yeah, okay. I mean, So I, he was funny. Yeah. And I'm, I'm assuming it was all new material. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Any takeaways? No, nah, not really. Is there an opener at a big comedy show? Uh, like there that? were three openers. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. who were they? Uh, three anonymous comedians. You didn't know any of them? Uh, Michelle Wolf, I knew. I don't know Michelle Wolf. I recommend Michelle Wolf. Okay. The other two, never, never heard. Never of. heard of. Never going to remember who they are. Who, I'll probably never hear of them again. Who went on right before Louis? A guy. The guy. A guy. Well, a, a One guy. of the two guys. When did Michelle Wolf go on? Uh, before the guy. Okay. So there was a guy. So there was a guy, Michelle then there was Wolf. her, then there was another guy, guy. then there was Louis C.K. What? And the two guys, they made jokes. Yeah. Okay. That's what I remember about them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the, you don't have anything more to say about it? Uh, Just that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you laugh? Yeah. Did you have a good time? Yeah. Great. I mean, it's Louis C.K. Why would I not laugh? Well, you just don't have much to say about it. Well, I mean, what I, I mean, I guess I could go through his set. Yeah, go do that. Go through his set. No, I'm not <laughs> going to do that. I know. I know. I think one of the most interesting performances I ever saw when I was in high school uh, was uh, Tenacious D. And so they played like half the time mm-hmm. and half the time they did, it was, they did jokes. Well, see, it was a, a weird comedy night okay. in Nashville. Because you had Louis C.K., and then just down the street, you had Fly of the Concords. Oh, at really? And Amphitheater. Oh, cool. Nice. Uh, so there, there were a lot of people debating what to do. Yeah. Which is probably why Louis C.K. didn't sell out. Because of Fly of the Concords. Yeah, probably. 
Probably. That's, that's a crossover audience right there. Definitely. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. It's I don't, weird. I don't, it's weird seeing comedy in an arena. I bet it was. I bet that was kind of strange. Yeah. What, how good were your seats? I mean, they were there. The middle? Uh, I mean, they didn't sell out, so I got moved down to the bottom. Oh, that's Because nice. they moved. They didn't want a smattering of people up at the top. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, it was good. All right. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Huh. Great. Awesome. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, had I to, recommend it. I had to hang around work for a, a video shoot that night. A video shoot that ended up involving tears. It's some documentary that these guys from Utah are doing about a music teacher who I guess is dying, but this music teacher apparently had a big impact on a lot of people. Sounds who, cheery. Right. <laughs> who A lot of people who ended up being professionals, you know, later in life. So he's kind of a... Oh, so he's like Mr. Holland. Yeah, he's kind of Mr. Holland. Did he write an opus? I don't know that he did. I have no idea. I know zero about this guy. You didn't ask? No, he wasn't there. If he had asked, I had I would have asked him. You didn't ask the people who were there. No, you didn't didn't say, "Hey, since you're in my studio, just out of curiosity, (laughs) what are you doing? What are you doing here?" Yeah, no, I knew the bare minimum about the project. Bare minimum, but there were tears. There was a lot of crying. It was very sad. And, and like they you went, assume, no, it was sad. You you assume. I, well, I saw them. Crying. I mean, you don't know the background of the tears. <laughs> I did. I I was listening, so I heard some stories. What were the stories? They were all very general, actually. There's that sounds of, sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, no, but you know, it was one of those situations where they went way over time. You know, because they're supposed to end at a certain mm-hmm. time. And, and you I, turned the hoses on them? I, well, I would have had they not all been crying. I would have been like, uh, got to get out of here, you guys. That doesn't sound like a documentary I want to watch. If even the people making the documentary are crying, yeah, that's not an unbiased documentary. That's true. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't seem like it's supposed to even be an attempt at... I want yeah. an unbiased story when I watch a documentary. I understand. I like that. I get real mad when I start watching one. <laughs> I we just watched Blackfish. Still haven't seen that. Okay. Um I will say I'm I'm going to start off by saying okay. yes, it's SeaWorld's gross. Yeah. They're a terrible organization. Yes. However, <laughs> that was not an unbiased documentary. Okay. Now, I'm not supporting SeaWorld. Right. Bad organization. Right. But it was like they proved they were a bad organization, and then for the next hour, just piled on. Mm. <laughs> so they, they made their point. Okay. Yeah. They you're, made their point pretty quick. You're, you're not exactly showing two sides of the argument fully. Like, they would have, like, an interview with a SeaWorld guy. And 20, 20 minutes of interviews with people who hate SeaWorld. Yeah. And then one comment from the SeaWorld guy. And then clips from the news about SeaWorld <laughs> killing people. Oh, my God. It's not... Killing not, people? Really? Wh- yeah. Their whales have killed people. Oh, that, I knew that. Okay. Yeah. I did. They didn't actually... Like, it wasn't, like, with a gun. Right. It was with a whale. <laughs> Death by whale. Death by whale. And the whale ate them. Um, right? M- maimed them, mostly. Maimed them. Okay. Uh Whales, best I can figure out from this documentary, are like Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Yes. They are big, 
and don't know their own strength. Mm-hmm. And so it every single death, it was like a maybe the whale was trying to play, but <laughs> things got out of hand. <laughs> and is this just orcas or is this other, yeah, other whales? They were Mostly talking about orcas. the orcas okay. in this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so SeaWorld's bad, mm-hmm. but I think a biased or an unbiased documentary would show that. Yeah, you wouldn't have to try it, to paint them in a bad light. It, it would do the job. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let, let people come to their own conclusions, and no one's going to watch that and go, well, the SeaWorld guy makes a good case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I mean, I haven't seen the I haven't seen this this documentary, yeah. but I I just well, know that I have no interest in going the thing to that World, annoyed me you know? the most in it was I I don't know if it was for all of the cases, but it was for one case okay where someone was killed um and the way they presented SeaWorld's comments about the death mm-hmm. was. From a person who was trying to tell you how bad SeaWorld was. Okay. So it would be like, if I were supposed to be presenting the unbiased view of the new Taylor Swift album, <laughs> it's not going to be unbiased. I right. can't. <laughs> you, there's no way to remove it, the I bias wouldn't that you sit have. here and go, right. I don't like Taylor Swift. Her new album is blah, 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 blah. It's going to be very, <laughs> right. very bitter. Absolutely. 100%. So, um, I, I get very annoyed by documentaries like that. It's why I can't watch Michael Moore. I was going to bring him up. I, yeah. Even I if I yeah. am agreeing with him, right. which is more often than not mm. while I'm watching those documentaries, mm. he takes the points and just annoys me with them. Yeah. He really beats it over your and head. It's, calling it a documentary is very, very loose. It's loose. There needs to be another term. I know. You know? Yeah. It's like, cause it's not, I mean. It's a nonfiction movie, but not all nonfiction movies should count as documentaries. documentaries right. <laughs> it's like nonfiction. <clears throat> hmm. He, he's, I mean, he's documenting him shoving microphones in people's faces, I guess, is the yeah. documentary I aspect guess. of it. I don't know. Right, right. Like, the, it's almost, it's almost meta, right? Because yeah. it's like, yeah, the documentary is... It's a do- making yeah. a documentary. The documentary yeah. is him making a documentary about how bad this is. Right, exactly. <laughs> Which it, in itself is still not a documentary. Right. Of, anyway. and, and, and also just having like a figure, an individual mm-hmm. like that who is so, uh, you know, tied to yeah. whatever he's doing. You know, yeah. th- there's no way that that's going to be unbiased. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, it's why I wouldn't ever be able to make documentaries. Because... Mm-hmm. I like if I were I'd have to find something I'm not on one side or the other of mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of choices there. I uh I mean it's I mean there's there's not a lot of <laughs> a lot a lot of political options for sure. Right. Where I wouldn't just be annoyed with Oh, maybe I'd just make documentaries where I complain about both sides. I do, do have that. that a lot. Yeah, you could do that. You could do that. Just kind of the the state of things. Yeah. They're all terrible. Yeah. They're all terrible, too. 
Everybody's terrible. In conclusion. <laughs> Nothing matters. We're all fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could, uh, there's a lot you could do there. You, you know could what? do it by issue. You know? I, I'm, and I'm going to bring it back around here all to right. something we were talking about. Okay. You know what would be a good documentary? Hmm. Following one of these idiots uh, playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. I want to see the daily life of a Pokemon goer. Yeah. Because um, I can't even imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I only want to do that in, it, it, unless we do it like pop-up video. Like, you know, this, yeah. this kid is doing Pokemon Go and then like a really attractive girl walks by and the pop-up says, didn't even notice. <laughs> you know? Or... I, I have a coworker uh, who's playing it. Okay. Not Everett. I was going to ask. Everett thinks it's stupid. Well, points points for Everett. That means this is a really bad <laughs> game. This right. is the person who went on about the Snapchat filter that puts your your face on a dog face or whatever it is for like twenty minutes. Okay, it, it puts a it puts a dog nose on you. It's a Snapchat filter. Uh, do you know what Snapchat is? I do know what Snapchat, Snapchat is. Snapchat is a phone application no, that know. you can download. No, I'm aware. Okay, well, they have filters. Okay. And one makes you look like a dog. That's really dumb. I would agree. Okay. Everett would not. <laughs> but Everett does not like Pokemon Go. Okay. And this one coworker found out that there's a something pokemon near our building. Mm. I don't, I don't know what. A gymnasium or something? Uh, where they fight? No, it's not. It's where he goes to get Pokeballs. The reason <laughs> I know this is he said over and over, I was trying to get Pokeballs. He, the way you say it. Yeah, Pokeballs. It just sounds like someone. Pokeballs. Pokeballs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he showed up to work a half hour early the other day. Okay. So he could drive through this parking lot and try to get pokeballs uh i don't know if he succeed because i <laughs> i zoned out at that point of his story but for half an hour he was driving around in circles in this oh parking lot because you can only go by every five minutes right right coming back by every five minutes and doing whatever it is you do on your phone to make it do things. Yeah, I don't know how you make how you catch the things. Well, he wasn't catching things. Well, I know, but how do you like collect things? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how any of it I don't works. Know how it works. Um, <laughs> and uh, then uh, he was trying to during lunch catch Pokemon in the office. Uh, he caught something somewhere. Really? Yeah, I guess. I feel okay. I I guess I heard, and I don't. I haven't read about this at all. I guess I heard that the goal with this is to try to get people outside and active. Yeah, and I mean, and it it is working, to be fair. Sure, that it's um, doing that. But, like, it's also making a bunch of people walk around looking looking just super dumb. Well, it, <laughs> people are getting hit by cars. I know. Well, did you hear about the kid that, I think a kid walked off a cliff, hmm. a kid got hit by cars. Another kid, another kid was in the woods looking for Pokemon Found a dead body. Well, that's actually a good. It's a good, good thing. find. But yeah, like out. out Kudos. You, no, yeah, good for him. Yeah, Charizard. Mm -hmm. Dead bodies are. Did he? Did he find the Pokemon? Uh, it's it's unknown. It's unknown. Do you feel like in that situation you're this kid? You find the body, but you're like, nah, I'm gonna call this in. But first, let me get Squirtle over here. 
Yeah. You would still complete your task, right? Yeah. yeah. Your Poke task. How many Pokemon are there? A fuck ton. I don't know. There's hundreds. I, I never watched it as a kid. I... Like, I, it was on in my house, like, twice, mm-hmm. as far as I remember. It used to come on, and, and I'm, I was too old for it by the time it came on, so I, would, I, would, I didn't get into it. Like, I was a Ninja Turtles kid, you know? Well, so was th- I. That was my era. Um, but, so by the time it came on, I was, like, older, yeah, and I didn't give a shit anymore. And so, it used to come on before I went to school, and so sometimes I caught some of it. Yeah. The the cartoon, you know, but I never had any of the, the stuff. Is it still a TV show? I don't know. I think they make movies every now and then. I think it's, it's so it's, weird. It's an active franchise for sure. Yeah, well, yeah. I know that. Yeah. I remember in junior high everyone playing the the card game. Yes. Um, right. Which is confusing. Yeah. And seems unpleasant. <laughs> As all these kind of games do sometimes to me at least. I don't know. I, it, it it always just turns into people arguing about you know their health points. Yeah, I don't know. That's true. I don't know whether you have an argument there. Or wh- I don't know what is happening right. with health points. A few years ago, when I was uh, when I was in college, I did because I needed a brain break. I, I learned about emulators and ROMs, mm-hmm. and I went and downloaded some games. Uh, from the interwebs and uh, I did download a Pokemon game and played it and beat it. And that, that was pretty fun. Okay. It was pretty so fun. the video games are good. I guess. I mean, it was, it was, you know, walking around collecting and then you like get together I, and fight. I feel like I, I missed out on something here. Okay. Because everyone, when they start talking about Pokemon go and I go, ugh, they, <laughs> and everyone goes, well, didn't you play the video games? Uh, I didn't. You did not. I don't, I don't know what they look like. I don't know how you play them. I know nothing about the video games. Uh, I didn't play the card game. I you did watch the show. A vague passing knowledge of the show existing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, I feel like let me run this by you. I'm going to pitch this to you. Okay. What if we applied this concept to other video games? Like, what if there was a Zelda Go? Uh, it's just maritime. It's just a matter of time. And there are other video games that have done this. Really? Okay, this is not yeah. a new concept? Okay. This is okay. just the popular concept. I could have fun with a Zelda Go because, like, if I could walk around and, like, get, like, the chain shot or whatever, I played some of those games. You know what? Or I've never a played a Zelda arrow. game either. Really? Oh, they're fun. They're fun. I like Zelda games. I don't. I did sports games. Yeah. And you can't really do this with... <laughs> I got a Mark McGuire. (laughs) And you literally get a Mark McGuire. Combine it with my steroid syringe. (laughs) I'm going to put him in my Bapa ball. (laughs) It's uh, a, you can't do any of that. Right. With the games I play. You you walk around collecting baseball players that you put inside baseballs. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you pop them out and they fight. Right. Yeah. Actually, that would be a great game. That would be pretty fun. Oh, a hockey go? Would Barry Bonds or Mark McGuire win in a fight? Mark McGuire, probably. I don't know. Barry Bonds is angrier, I think. Are you Are you saying that because you're racist? Yeah. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, I... No, I saw a thing listing all these other games like this that have existed for okay. a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and no one cared. Apparently, it just took a bunch of anime creatures mm-hmm. for anyone to care about this game apparently now let me ask you this 
Is is Pokemon a science fiction concept? A fantasy concept? What is it? It's I would I would say it's fantasy. A fantasy concept. It's anime. Everything anime seems to be fantasy. <laughs> or some like weird concoction of yeah. sci fi and fantasy, you know. I don't I mean they live in a, a land full of monsters. Yes. Pocket monsters. <laughs> Indeed. Uh-huh. They are pocket uh-huh. monsters. Uh-huh. <laughs> Trouser snake, go. They <laughs> When you think about Pokemon is the least creative name they could have come up mm. with their pocket monster. <laughs> Pokemon? Pocky. Oh yeah. Let's just shorten it. I wonder if the I wonder if the, the Japanese word for pocket is like poke. I don't know. Yeah. Uh interesting. Yeah. I have you ever watched much anime? No. Yeah. I've watched some. Not I a lot. I um immediately didn't like it as a kid when i watched speed racer oh uh, it's there's a lot better things than speed racer i know i just FYI. don't i don't like watching cartoon characters do the whole i have to do this i have to do this now let's do this now 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 do it do it do it do it it's everyone is clearly on something yeah in anime cartoons it's cocaine they're all it, on cocaine just calm down japanese cocaine which is a higher grade the of pokemon are still gonna be there if you walk there you don't have to run everywhere <laughs> and if you talk that fast it's going to scare them away well you notice how big everyone's eyes are yeah yeah it's a yeah i i um never got into anime um and it's that's probably the fantasy aspect of it because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. really really get I have a short leash on fantasy stuff. Uh, clearly, it has to be in the realm of possibility fantasy, mm-hmm. which is none. Well, like you could imagine that it might be a thing that would happen. Okay, there's way too many questions with anime. Like, why does that person have tentacles? Things like that right. that pop up a lot. This is true. Yeah. Why does that person explode and regenerate every two mm-hmm, or three minutes? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are lots of weird things. Yeah, there's like a lot of talking like fruits and yeah. things in anime. There's a there's a lot of weird shit. Japan's weird, man. Japan is weird, man. It's a whole other thing. I I imagine that in Japan, the shows that I think are weird, mm-hmm. they sit down and watch it and go, "Oh, this is just boring." Yeah, so average. It's basic. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's like the pumpkin spice latte of cartoons. <laughs> it's so basic. So, so basic. I I kind of always wonder if the stuff that comes over from Japan, like anime, mm-hmm. is just a joke on us. Yeah, it might be. Like if, if be. they're just saying they're going, stupid Americans. Yep. Look, they think we watch this. <laughs> We've got better things to do than that. We figure they think makes their blenders. It's us. (laughs) We find out through a series of investigations that Hirohito is still alive and he's running all this and he's getting like a sick pleasure out of. (laughs) uh, Yeah. um, My sister has started playing Pokemon Go. Really? Mm -hmm. She um, she came over to watch our child when we went to see Louis CK. And. So I got home to see her sitting there holding our child, mm-hmm. playing Pokemon. Oh no! Go. Oh no! <laughs> and I'm not oh, sure no. which one was getting more attention. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I've got a guess. Yeah, 
<laughs> don't let your babysitters play Pokemon Go. Don't. Don't do it. <laughs> Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife.